Welcome to Real Estate Coaching Radio, starring award-winning real estate coaches and number one international best-selling authors, Tim and Julie Harris. This is the number one daily radio show for realtors looking for a no BS, authentic, real-time coaching experience. What's really working in today's market, how to generate more leads, make more money, and have more time for what you love in your life. And now your hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back. Today, we are going to be focusing on how to avoid deal-killing home inspections. And uh, today's podcast and tomorrow's podcast are focused on this particular topic. And guess what? All of the podcasts this week are in response to direct uh, questions that we've been getting from all of you. And if you ever have a suggestion for a podcast or really a topic you want us to drill down on, you can always message us over on Instagram and we're at Tim and Julie Harris. And also you can, you know, frankly, just text me directly. Julie and I respond to all of our texts. It's not like a AI bot or something like that. It's actually me. And you can text me directly at 512-758-0206. I'll be more than happy to uh, respond and uh, take into consideration any suggestions you guys have. So we certainly appreciate your feedback. And on to today's show, Julie Harris. That's right. So today we're going to discuss about uh, how to handle the deal-killing home inspection. And I would just put a caveat to that Maybe we'll call that what you think could be a deal-killing home inspection. We'll talk about how to avoid this problem ethically, what to expect, and how to still get the deal done. Of course, for in-depth help with this topic, you'll want to be a premier or elite coaching client. As always on the podcast, we expose you to new ideas, we give you thoughts, we give you action steps. But for the real drill down, you want to be a coaching client. Well, of course. And today's notes, like all uh, show notes, are down below. So it doesn't matter what you know uh, podcast listening widget you're on or if you're over on YouTube or whatever. Just hit show description and you can open up and see all of our notes. Sometimes iTunes clips some of our notes. And if that's the case, you can always go over to timandjulieharris.com and all the notes are always there without any edits. And while you're there, do consider joining Premier Coaching. Um, we have 100 to 200 of you joined in every single month. Premier Coaching is without a doubt the most affordable. And how affordable? Well, for the first 30 days, it's absolutely free for you to join. And that does include a daily semi-private coaching call with one of our Harris certified coaches. But it is without a doubt the most proven um, you know, A through Z system that we know um, for the real estate agent. So in other words, you can join us as a new agent. You can join us as a seasoned veteran agent, whether you want to build a team, whether you want to work on proactive uh, lead generation, passive lead generation generation, you all the things. It's waiting for you in Premier Coaching. So scroll down below and click the link to join Premier Coaching. Or of course, you can always just go to premiercoaching.com. All right. So part one, and again, this is the result of a special request from our coaches, our coaching clients, and many of you listeners, because you're dealing with more home inspections than you were back in the super hot seller's market. And you know, as such, our listeners fall into two camps on this issue. Number one, experienced agents who already have a Swiss Army knife of solutions that they can deploy to keep buyers and sellers happy during an inspection and make it to closing. They don't panic. They just solve problems. Or you could be in category number two, agents who may be experienced in working with buyers and sellers, but who have very little experience negotiating home inspections because they haven't had to in the hot seller's market of the past basically decade where sellers could just say, nope take it or leave it. I've got three other offers or worse, no inspection at all for you if you want to buy it. So today's podcast will help mostly that second category that most of you are in, but also help fine tune the skills of our more experienced listeners who might not have dealt with this for a while. 
So the fact is that buyers are getting a bit more control of the transaction and home inspections are indeed happening again. Maybe not on every deal, but they're happening more than you're used to. So are the home inspection negotiations. We are worst case scenario. This becomes a secondary point of negotiation. Everything could be on the table, including the purchase price, concessions from either or both sides, and even the deal itself. This is a critical skill to improve upon so that you'll virtually never lose a deal due to failing home inspection items. Did you talk in your notes, Jules, about having the house pre-inspected and the rest of it? I believe so. It might okay. be tomorrow, but yes, right, two-part series. So lots gonna, to cover, really. You're yeah, good point. Well, there is lots to cover because the reality of it is, is that Julie said it. I hope you guys uh, you know, registered it. A lot of agents, what they'll do, especially if they've been in the business for a while, frankly, when they're in uh, more of a balanced market or a buyer's market, they are very skilled at knowing how to use the home inspection as a secondary point of negotiation. So they might give you you know, a great price and all the terms and conditions are fantastic and your seller signs off of it on the deal, full knowing full well that they're going to have the house inspected and then they're going to crack that negotiating conversation back open again and get some concessions from the seller, usually in the form of money. So just keep that in mind. And tomorrow's show, it sounds like Julie's got it scoped out that we're going to have a specific plan so you can head that off the pass. Now, as we're explaining all this to you, I want you to just imagine you in front of a seller and you're explaining to the seller about home inspections. You've learned a lot from our coaching program. And then you're going to explain to them, like having the house pre-inspected, why they should have it done, um, you know, and all those types of things. I want you to imagine how confident you'll feel telling them something that other agents aren't telling them and how that really will give you an unfair advantage when you're trying to win that listing. You're showing a different level of expertise than all the other agents that you're uh, competing with, even if it happens to be a center of influence and past client type agent. Yes, very well stated there. And I, I think that this also kind of plays into the hot topics of commission lawsuits and people making these dumb headlines like, well, what do you need an agent for anyway? They only open doors for you. Totally. Well, how about home inspections? That's a whole big black hole, isn't it? So what to do when you get that big grocery list of what the buyer wants fixed as a result of the home inspection? This, well, is, this is from yeah. the list. Well, actually, this could play. We're going to play both sides. Yeah. So this could be as a listing agent or as on a buyer's agent. So the, the system that Julie's about to roll out to you guys works the, the same way. That's right. So the first point is from the listing agent standpoint. Well, first, consider having seller's coverage from a trusted home warranty company. At the time you take the listing, don't wait until you get the grocery list to cover some things. Many items will be covered during the listing. That includes typically the HVAC system, plumbing, and electric. It And the cost isn't even paid until closing. This is going to help with minor but common issues. What it doesn't help with is the roof and the foundation or anything cosmetic. Okay, so what did she just say? Break it down. You can actually go to when you're listing a home, um, and I, you know, depending on the nature of the relationship you have with the seller, you might want to do this after you get the listing signed. Yes. Uh, you know, otherwise they're going to be confused. But the gist of it is, is American Home Shield and many other companies will uh, allow you to actually put a home warranty policy on the house while it's listed, covering the seller while it's listed. It's actually called seller's coverage. Right. And then that same policy then becomes buyer's coverage after the house closes, obviously. So in that scenario, you can then present that to the, you know, the seller as a great, you know, insurance policy against any unknown significant expenses, but also it's a great sales tool when the buyer's trying to decide which house they're going to buy, those types mm -hmm. of things. That's right. So let's say that something comes out on the furnace. Well, if you have seller's coverage, the warranty might cover it. 
versus having some crazy uh, expense to the HVAC. It's also worth noting, Julie and I have dozens of rental properties all over the United States, and we have, you have HS on every one of them, don't you? I do. Yeah. And that's where, that's what our go-to is. We have our tenants or our property managers that will Mm -hmm. call HS and get all these things fixed. So cost, how much does it cost this year? Depends on, you know, what the house has, but like 50 bucks a month per property. Okay. So. Which is worth it versus some of these huge costs, right? Okay. So that would be called a preemptive strike, right? From the listing agent's standpoint. Now, if you're the buyer's agent, counsel your buyer about what is appropriate versus inappropriate to request. Safety and security items and health risks are typically appropriate, but cosmetic items are not. Why? Because they saw the cosmetic items when they walked through the home and decided to write an offer on it. So for them to go back and say, for example, complain to the seller that the front porch, which needs half the boards replaced because the rotted or the concrete's a little bit tippy, that's all of a sudden, you know, they could, they saw that when they wrote the offer. Mm-hmm. So maybe you deal with that in the inspection. Maybe you don't. Well, the home inspection should be used for are the things that they wouldn't have seen because, you know, they're not home inspectors. They're not contractors. Right. They're not tradespeople. And largely safety and security oriented versus, you know, the wallpapers peeling off or something not, like not that. Not to say that you won't get listing agents. Not to say that you won't get home inspection reports where they are going to ask for things that are really outside of the scope of what it's supposed to be used for, the wallpaper and the janky <laughs> deck. I mean, right. they, some cases- They can buy, ask. Yeah, buyers yeah. can ask for everything, of course. That's right. Now, note, with all home inspections, the results will be one of these four outcomes. And this is something, again, you can scan down and get this from the notes. This is part of a script that we teach our coaching clients, okay? So one of four things typically will happen. Number one, the buyer gets nothing. Take it or leave it. They walk or they don't. That's not the script, by the way. No, but <laughs> but this is what, in reality, what you can expect. Now, yep. that's more common if it's the only house for sale and you've got three backup offers, but right. it could certainly be the case. The second option, the seller says yes to everything. They figured they'd have to deal with the inspection items. I was always shocked with that. Sometimes you'd present it and they'd say, oh yeah, we know about the A, B, and C, we're doing it. Well, Julie, talk about that. So we'd get, when we were selling real estate and you would get, especially some of the older homes, we would get these, you know, grocery lists of home yep. inspection reports that like were a little small. Like 36 items or something. <laughs> it was like, oh boy, how do we do that? Uh, and so the worst thing to do, a rookie mistake would be to go through every single one and negotiate every single one. So what Julie figured out how to do, how to do is she would just send the whole thing over to the seller. We were mostly on the listing side. Send the whole thing over to the seller and say, here's the home inspection port, uh, report. Let me know what you think. Well, which is actually point number three is exactly that. And I was always shocked. I'm sure you were too. Sometimes they didn't freak out, right? <laughs> which is what every agent expects. Okay. So again, we're going through the four things. We talked about you get nothing. We talked about the seller says, yes, we knew about it. Number three, the seller gives the buyer money to do the repairs themselves based on estimates in most cases. Sometimes it's minor and you don't need an estimate. On big things, you'll get an estimate. Or how we ended up resolving many times, some combination of the above, repairs for some things plus money for other things. Sometimes you'd escrow the money, sometimes you wouldn't. We'll get into the weeds in a second. So what you just mentioned, number three, very important point here, and it's kind of counterintuitive. For the buyer or the seller's agent, remember you got a grocery list of items going, present the list and simply ask your client what they think, exactly what you just said. What do you think? It's not your job to have an opinion, to be an expert, or to play a home inspector. Oftentimes, what when you are freaking out about might not be of concern to the buyer, or if the seller is your client, they might already be on top of the issue. So it's best to present, I know our broker used to say, present and shut up. 
Yes. And see how it goes. Well, I'm thinking about all the agents right now that are thinking that there are unique selling propositions, the fact that maybe they do have a construction background. Yeah. Or maybe they actually were a home inspector or all the rest of it. They actually have a higher level of knowledge. And I'm going to caution all of you from using that higher level of knowledge because you actually can find yourself in all kinds of legal problems. Why? Mm -hmm. Because your real estate license, you can read it, says you're a real estate salesperson. And you're, go and read what you're specifically obligated from your agency form to do. You're supposed to do virtually nothing. Yep. And if you are going to get into the weeds and start playing home inspector, uh, the buyer or the seller can essentially, you know, you might end up in some sort of litigation and they're going to say, well, it's because you present it in they'll, you know, send over your text and whatever when you're playing home inspector, which is outside of the purview of your license. And then you will lose when you get sued 100% of the time. And maybe you even have some problems with your license because of that. So do not play home inspector. Uh, that's a home inspector's job, which, by the way, actually adds a layer of convenience for you because mm -hmm. the home inspector can be the bad guy, not you. That's right. I mean, to your point, you're, it's literally not your job. <laughs> so don't try to do it. Okay, point number four, buyer's or seller's agent. Remember, we're playing both sides here. Know what is a deal killer and what is just a request. So tuck your freak in in. And, and don't overreact. Again, focusing on safety items is the Did rule of thumb here. Did you just say, here. tuck your, your freak, freak in? Well, I'm saying they freak out. They see this mess. I mean, I feel for them if they've never dealt with this before because they've always said, yeah. no, go jump in a lake. And they get this big home inspection. The agent can be part of the problem. Well, Julie, just keep in mind, though, with your that point, is that a lot of the agents listening mm -hmm. have never dealt with home inspections That's what before. I'm saying. They don't know what the hell so to do. So don't come unglued. Right. You can and still they, close the deal. And they're the problem. Mm -hmm. Because the home inspectors are coming through and they're not counseling their buyers on what to ask for, how to go about exactly. asking for it. Well, that's why in Premier Coaching, we have this little item called what to expect from your home inspection that but, helps them with that. But the tip is, that Julie's passing along to you is that you as a buyer's agent should just send the home inspection report over to the listing agent and you can play the same you know, script. Let me know what you think. Yes. And then see what the listing agent does. And hopefully the listing agent's listening to this podcast and tosses <laughs> it off to the seller. Let me know what you think. And you'll be surprised how frequently, as Julie just said, the seller was like, oh, you know, I was going to fix that stuff anyway. Yes. And it, it is important for buyers and sellers agents for you guys to talk to each other because this point is really about know what is actually a deal killer and what's just a request. There are agents, especially the less experienced agents, that don't have the conversation about what the buyer actually cares about, and they just send the whole report over and say, we're requesting that you fix everything. No, don't do that. Ask for this I'll list. make the seller mad. Right. Ask the listing agent and the seller, you know, here are the home inspection items, and then start the conversation. But mm -hmm. again, don't go and promise the buyer you're going to get every single you know, squeaky wheel item fixed. You're not going to. It's just going to be the major things that might come up. And from the listing agent's perspective, those major things, you can have those pre-inspected and essentially a warranty against those major things through the home warranty. You see how what we're doing is we're trying to close the loop with all of you guys that are losing deals over home inspections. You're just not following our system. That's right. So there are some things that are reasonable, like let's say the HVAC just doesn't work. The heat isn't kicking on and it's 20 degrees outside. Well, that's a reasonable request. Again, it might be covered by seller's coverage. If the buyer uh, then wants new window coverings, well, that's pretty unrealistic. It's cosmetic and it's not the point of a home inspection. So know the difference. All right. Point number five is for listing agents. Respond in a timely way with a reasonable response. Factors for you and the seller to consider when deciding how to respond can be some of the following. I didn't write down all of them, but this will color your response. For example, is the buyer paying the list price or over the list price? Or did the seller take significantly less than the list price? That's going to affect your negotiating on the home inspection. 
Does the buyer have other homes they can buy if they simply walk away? Or is this the only home on the market or close to it? That's kind of a power play question, like who's in control here? And remember, homes in the market also include new construction. Juliet, that's yeah, actually an interesting that. question I had. Yeah. So new construction, um, I, I'm just wondering your opinion. Should they have new construction be inspected by a home inspector? Yes, I, I would recommend it. And we had a few deals where some strange things were found. I remember one house was pretty expensive. They just were going to go to close and it didn't have any insulation in the attic. Right. And now, yes, new homes are covered under warranty and all the rest of it. But wouldn't it be nice if all those things were fixed prior to closing? So it's not a horrible idea to have the house inspected prior to closing if it's new construction. Is it necessary because there's a new war a new home warranty? Probably not. But there you it's go. It's a good idea. And it might not be the full-on home inspection that you'd have on a really old house. But, you know, one of the things that they do is the home inspector will go and they'll make sure that all the outlets are wired correctly well, and but, that they're working. But to your point, think about what Julie just said, the home or the insulation in the attic, right? What's the probability that that seller would ever figure out that they didn't put insulation in the attic? You know, no, they, they're just they, freezing their butts off when they move in. Or wondering why their <laughs> electric bill or gas bill is yeah. so high. You guys get it? Exactly. So, yeah, along those lines. Use and head, a, yeah. a, a new construction, you do have to pass inspections, right? Yeah, a framing inspection, electrical inspection. Mm -hmm. But that's not the same as a, a um, an actual, you know, um, home inspection from a thoroughness perspective, I think. Well, that's right. Like, they may approve the electric work, but did they really go around and test every single outlet? Probably no. not. So uh, does the buyer have other homes they can buy? Well, you know, maybe you don't want to tell them to go walk. Was the seller going to fix some of the items anyway before closing? Do they maybe already have some of this done and they have receipts? That could make your life easier. Are there warranties on any of the items? New construction has builder warranties that can last up to 10 years. Newer appliances might have warranties. HVAC systems may have warranties. Maybe they just had the furnace serviced and whoever did the service has the guarantee, right? So you have to know about those things. That is a way of dealing with it. Next is what is the total value of the items requested? Put a dollar amount on it and maybe you decide to negotiate halfway. Would the seller offer the buyer money or concessions to fix the items versus hassling with the repairs themselves? If it's a big ticket, estimates might be needed and average sell, you know, average several of the estimates to know what's a realistic cost. Can the seller fix the big items and then deny the rest without jeopardizing the deal? And one thing I should have added in here is if it's FHA or VA, you have a whole other can of worms Let's to deal with. Let, if you want to. I don't you know, know if you we want have to time. Let's talk about it. Yeah. So first of all, I want to say two things. First of all, if there's a major inspection that comes up, a roof or something like that, and the buyer just wants the money, but the seller's like, nah, I'm not so sure that roof's an issue. Or I'm not so sure like what the, the sort of half measure is to put the money in an escrow account mm -hmm. that's held by the title company. And then in order for that money to be released, the uh, buyer has to have done the work, submit the invoices to the title company, and then the title company will or the attorney will release the money. In a timely way. In a timely yeah. way. So you'll have sometimes, you'll have, frankly, buyers or buyer's agents that are a little bit, you know, dug in about something that the mm -hmm. seller is very much opposed to with regards to the condition of a property. The seller will say, okay, yeah, sure, I'll put 10000 in an escrow account or wherever it's called in your state. Uh, but here's the deal. You guys got 90 days to fix it and that, you know, you get it fixed, you submit the invoice and um, yeah, and then you go, yep. you're good to go. It's gotten paid for. If not, the money gets re-released back to the seller. And that can all be made into an addendum. And that, that really is actually an objection handler for when a seller says, oh, they just want the money. That's not really right. a real repair. And then the deal could die over that because the seller seems like they're pushing back too hard. And the buyer may or may not just want the money. This is the solution. So if we're going to hang this to the roof 
and that's the the hill you're going to die on. We're going to call it a roof repair. You're going to submit, and <laughs> exactly. you know. And if the estimate or if the work comes in less, then the remainder of that escrow fund goes back to the seller. That makes the seller happy because they don't feel like they're basically writing a blank check. All right. So with regards to the thing that Julie brought up, this is kind of complicated. Stay with me on this. Now you're working with, and we're going to approach this from a buyer's, you think we should approach this from a, no, let's approach this from a listing agent perspective. Okay. Okay. So you're, you're a listing agent. You have a listing. Good job. Yes, go you. (laughs) Now you, now you got an, an offer on the property and it's basically an FHA, VA type deal. So the FHA VA type deal has a next has another level of complexity when it comes to appraisals. So yes. what's going to happen is the appraiser acts as a bit of a de facto home inspector in the worst ways. So what now follow me on this guys? They actually have more power, I think. They do, absolutely. So the house is in contract, this FHA buy uh, FHA financing a buyer you know, then it's going through the process. Everything is great. You're looking forward to the closing. The appraiser goes out and he appraises the property. And the appraiser then makes note of all of the deficiencies on the property. And they can be so picky, you wouldn't even believe it. Like if the walk up to the front door isn't level, if any of the, you know, let's say it's concrete and they're, you know, obviously big squares, that's how it's poured. And one's slightly, you know, sticking up over the other one. I remember hazard. all these things yeah. that, you know, oh, the handrail isn't the right height. I'm mm-hmm. telling you guys, they can go bonkers with all these types of things. Here's the, dis- here's what happens from the seller's perspective. So you guys accept you're a first time listing agent, let's say, or not an experienced listing agent or an experienced, an agent not used to dealing with uh, government loans. Now the government loans in some markets have a loan limit of a million dollars. You all got to get start getting used to that. Yeah, dealing with these types of deals. So you accept this offer. The offer goes through the you know the appraisal process. You get this list laundry list of stuff that you know the seller says to themselves to you. Are you kidding me? I have been <laughs> dealing with this crap for the last thirty years, and this is not a thing. Yeah. And so, and then the seller told and you tell the uh, buyer to go. You know. Not interested in doing business with you. Goodbye. Sorry, Nara. We're going to look Mm -hmm. for another buyer. Now, the next buyer comes up. It turns out they're also FHA. What you don't know is that house, that appraisal, rather, that is an appraisal in essence, that stays with that house. I don't know for how long. I think it's six months. I think it's six months. So no matter what, if it's another VA or FHA or whatever buyer comes knocking on the door wanting to buy that property, the previous um, appraisal stays with that property and follows that even though that appraisal was done for a deal that died. You guys following me on all this? Which means you will be dealing with it. And also keep this in mind too. When you have a seller, it just doesn't matter whether it's government financing or not. Uh, and they filled out their property inspection or their their home uh, property disclosure form, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. And whatever iteration that shows up in your state. And they didn't know half the, they, you know, no problems, no leaks, no nothing, nothing. They were just being super honest. An inspection happens or an FHA or government appraisal happens, and now there's this long litany of crap. The question I have for you listeners is this. Now that the seller does know, do they have to update their property, uh, their home property? What the hell? Property disclosure. Too many words, right? Property disclosure form. The answer is yes. In almost every state. There are a few states that weirdly, they play this game of not sending the entire inspection. It's very bizarre, but it's not very many places. So So, So your point is... You know about all these things now, and you didn't know about them before. You now have to change your property disclosure so that the next buyer gets to see all the stuff that's wrong, or you're going to have to fix it anyway. Well, exactly. So once the property is inspected and the seller knows, or once the house has a, a government you know, appraisal done on it and the seller knows, that, home, that property uh, disclosure form has to be updated. 
So really, you lose your leverage from a listing agent's perspective, I mean, in a negotiation. And that's if the second buyer even comes in at the same price. So you could exactly. be taking a lesser price and still have to do the repairs. Right. Now, it's it's interesting you mentioned this. The I mean, it is a black hole with the FHA well, you, you, you could tell you and I sold real estate from all these problems, right? Well, yes, that's true. <laughs> and what's interesting is because we've got this decade plus of agents that really haven't had to deal with this stuff, I see things on agent like Facebook pages or whatever where they're like, how does this appraiser get off asking for us to do all these things? And agents like literally don't believe that this is a thing. They think it's negotiable or they think the appraiser's just being too hard on them. It's a real thing, guys. This is like lender overlays. They say, well, yep. how can they make my buyer have to do that? Because they can. So don't go to it's illegal. Don't go to it's unethical any of those things, right? Yep, exactly. It is a real thing and you do have to deal with it. And it is a pain in the neck. And furthermore, on many FHA and VA deals, they even will say there's certain things the buyer is not allowed to pay for. Yeah, I remember. That's right. I mean, it's so crazy. So even if the buyer's like, I'll take it with that slightly janky- It doesn't you know, bother me. It doesn't bother me. I could care less. Or I'll fix it after closing. Or you know, I'll, the seller's going to put money in escrow and I'll fix the you know janky driveway after closing. The appraisal, because it's an FHA deal, will say, nope, you aren't going to do it. it has to you be won't the... be closing if you don't do right. it. Right. So you guys got to know all these things. But I'm going to go back to what Julie and I are going to share with you guys tomorrow. It's going to essentially be how to avoid all these nightmare scenarios so that you don't lose your deals. Because ultimately, if you're a listing agent and you lose a deal over some of the things we've been telling you uh, about, chances are you're going to lose that listing because mm -hmm. the seller's going to be so frustrated that you didn't help them to avoid this problem in the first place. So a lot of tomorrow's yeah. show is going to be all about how to avoid the problem in the first place. But Julie has point number six. Point number six is just sort of how you handle things. Buyer's agents accept or counter with a reasonable response that the listing agent sent you in a reasonable time. Keep the deal alive no matter what. There is a resolution. So you should all have a mantra that the deal will not die in your lap. It's your job to keep it alive. It's your job to find a solution. And we're going to talk about some creative solutions on tomorrow's show. All right. So guys, listen, thank you for keeping this number one listen to daily podcast for real estate agents in at least the United States. It is always our pleasure and our honor to be your real estate coaches. If you've not done so yet, please do give, give us a five-star review over on iTunes. We certainly appreciate all of your love and support over the many thousands of podcasts we've created for all of you guys. We'll talk with you on the show tomorrow. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>